1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com.
2: Conduit to trouble time, actually. So that means Zolgad and Star Tribune sports columnist Chip Scoggins. And, uh, Chip, I've got a a list of notes written down here for discussion uh, topics because there's certainly plenty to talk about. But here's where I want to start with you, because um, the meltdown last night was so epic. Even by organizational standards, it was epic. Um, What do you do about the Timberwolves uh, and Ryan Saunders, knowing that uh, Cat has missed the majority of the season because of injuries and or COVID, But when you're up by, what, 20 or 21 against the Orlando Magic at home at halftime, and you look as good as the Wolves did, and conversely as bad as the Magic did, and then they come back and win on a three-pointer at the buzzer, what's your takeaway with where this entire thing is at?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I turned the game on. It was 91 to 81 with, like, three minutes to go. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll just watch till the end. Um, I was watching some of the inauguration stuff. It was a commercial, so I turned over and started watching that. And the thing was, Judd, I wasn't the least bit surprised they blew that. I mean, they are just <laughs> – let, let's be honest. They're poorly coached. They Their talent is abysmal. Um, and without cap, they're just wayward. They have no – you know, D'Angelo Russell just does not play like a, a – a max player in some, in a lot of times. Um, you know, he keeps saying we can't win without Cavs. It's like, well, hey man, you know, teams lose their best players all the time and they figure out a way to, you know, be competitive or win some games. And so it's, it's just, they're a mess. I mean, I, I don't know what you do with them, contract them. <laughs> At
0: this point, Move to Seattle,
1: know. baby. Move to know. Seattle. I mean, it, it, Vegas. It, 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 if you said, uh, is this area, you know, is this area, uh, you know, a problem? Yes. Pick an area, every area is. Um, and so I assume, uh, leadership probably is looking at Ryan as, well, he hasn't had a whole lot of time to have cat and, and Russell together. So it's, we're not getting a full gauge of what he is as a coach, but, um, if you follow social media at all, um, the support for him is basically zero at this point. You know, I mean, I think fans are ready for a a coaching change. I don't know if that will help, um, but this is a mess. I mean, it's just, it's an absolute disaster right now.
2: Absolutely. And the problem with, with a coaching change is is this, and I know that fans don't want to hear it, but it's the truth is that, well, one, one, it's a guy who is loved by Glenn Taylor. It's a guy who is in Saunders revered by the uh franchise itself. The other problem is with Cat because, you know, unfortunately for them chip, they have so hitched their wagon to Carl Anthony Ooh. Towns, right? That if Carl says don't fire him, like you can still fire him, but every everything that goes wrong to me gets you one step closer and this might be a terrible thing and it might not. I don't know at this point, but it gets you one step closer to Cat saying you know what, this is not going to work here. I want to go play with my friend in Phoenix, or I want to be – I just want to go somewhere else.
1: And, and let's be honest. Ryan got the job for three reasons. One, because of who his dad was. Yep. Two, because he was he was cheap, and they were still paying off Tibbs, and, or they still paying off some other coaches. Uh, Rambis, too, but definitely Tibbs. Mm-hmm. And three, and probably as important as the first one, is because of Cat. You're right. Cat um, likes him. That's who Cat wanted. They didn't want to have any more change, and he is a good relationship with Ryan, and so they've been over backwards for Carl Anthony to to basically give him everything he wanted to keep him happy so he doesn't pull an Anthony Davis or some of these other stars that say, I'm out of here, and so because then you're absolutely back at ground zero. So, yeah, um, I'm sure there's some people in the camp at this point would say, who cares what Towns is? You know, he, he's not running the – or he's not the right. boss, but – in the, every other sport, I would say that um, I would say you can't let a player dictate how you're doing things. Um, the NBA is so different, where these guys just they control where they play, when they leave, everything. And so, uh, if they're you know if, if they want to keep towns happy, um, I assume that 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 means keeping Saunders around. So I I don't know how you get around that. If they they came to a point where they said, you know, this guy's just, it's just not working. We have to make a change. How hard a sell would you have to give that to Towns? I would say probably a pretty, you know, that'd be probably a tough conversation to have with him.
2: Yeah. And at some point in time, I think Cat is going to get to a point where he just says it's not going to work here. Um, and, And you know what, too? I mean, we are. Finding out, Chip, that there is a very good chance that he might not be the be the guy, right? Like he could be yep. the, a really good one B to a one A. Um, but let's also talk about beyond um, beyond Ryan Saunders. Let's talk about Gerson too, because yeah. okay, this roster, and I understand. I mean, everything has to be said w- with the fact the cat has been out for a significant port uh, portion of the season, but this roster, my God. Thanks. You don't have a four, you don't have a four. You don't. I mean, Jake Lehman started the season as your starting four, and he yeah. doesn't even play anymore.
1: Well, they have no bigs. Um, this idiotic idea of, of playing four guards together and two point guards. I mean, that's that's <laughs> killing them uh, down the stretch. Uh, the number one overall pick can't shoot. That's <laughs> um, yeah, a problem, Chip. Rubio is a disaster. Uh, when he was, you know, obviously he's out now, but when he's, when he's on the court, he, he looks ancient. I mean, the, the roster is terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and it looks really bad when you don't have towns out there covering up for a lot of, uh, you know, he, he's a great player. I mean, in, in the limited time we saw him this year, he looked like a different player defensively. Obviously, we know he's, um, you know, offensively is unique. Um, and I think he's made some, you know, real strides defensively. But when you take him off this, this off the court, I mean, look at the rest of the guys, Judd. You I know. know, I mean, like, Russell is so inconsistent in what you get from him. But I mean, he's just a gunner, Judd. I mean, he he can score a lot, but we've seen him disappear at critical times. Beasley, he's hot and cold. Um, just, they don't have any good, it's just the town's not there. And, you know, last, was it last February was a trade deadline where Gerson basically blew up the roster and traded, what, five guys, brought back four. I mean, just, yep. you know, did all these different, and then then that led to Russell coming. Um, and I, you know, it, this roster just doesn't work. Can Culver you know? play?
2: Like, I mean, I watch Culver, no, he, and I don't really think he can play.
1: I mean, what do you think his ceiling is, you know, if, if you're being honest? Hustle. Uh yeah. It's hustle. I mean, there's just there's not much there, and so I think he cares. He just he's just not good. And when you have a regime change, and like they clearly are radically reshaping this roster to try to fit what they did in Houston, um, and this you know jack up threes and spacing and all this, but um, I look at him and I just, I just don't see, I just don't see the talent there at all. You know, when you particularly. Uh, they're bigs. I mean, they just don't have any bigs when outside of town, when he leaves, I mean, there's nothing there. I mean, Nazarene, I mean, that's your, that's your big, you know? I mean, yes. you don't, you don't have a power forward. And so, um, we're, we're a lot of times when you go through this, you have these, you can say, okay, I, they're young, but I can see where this is going. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you, you you have this vision. Like, where do you see this going? <laughs> Nowhere, right now. I mean, like, like if you project two years down the line, what what do you think this is going to be? Like, when you have when you collect young talent or whatever, you can say, okay, once these guys get some experience, and you can see this guy's going to be really good. I mean, I don't see any of that here. Do you?
2: No, because my biggest problem is, and this is this holds true right now for Gerson and Ryan. I don't see what their vision is beyond we've got Cat. And, I mean, he is to your point. He's a very good. He's a great player, uh, but I don't. But I don't see an organizational vision here that makes a lot of sense to me.
1: Well, I think they that they they thought Perrin Russell and Cat would be yep. the start of something, and maybe it will be when they play together. I mean, we got to remember they haven't played together that long. But the more I watch Russell, the more I just think he's you know a guy that's going to get hot occasionally, and it's just been disappointing how he's played at times. I mean, what was he? he couldn't make a shot last night, and there's been other times where in the fourth he just kind of disappears. The too. first
2: half he was great, 15 points. He had four points in the entire second half last night.
1: Yeah, and it's he just, you know, and maybe it's because of, you know, uh, the way Saunders is trying to pair him with another guard and moving him, you know, taking the ball out of hand, his hands and putting another point guard out there. And, I mean, that's, um, I don't think that's the answer. That just continues the, the backfire on Ryan. I don't know why he keeps doing it. But, um so it, they're clear. The players are clearly exasperated, and if this doesn't get any better, I mean, publicly they're saying the right things. You know, they're saying supporting Saunders and all that, but right. at some point, John, you know, I mean, you know, you, they have to take a realistic look at this thing and say, okay, is Saunders the guy for this? Is, is he getting out coached every night? Is he overmatched? Yeah. I, I would, I would think the general public at this point thinks have, they've, they've arrived at that conclusion, and so yep. the one thing is, is like, you know, there's no fans, so they're not getting booed, and they don't care if it's not hurting them at the box office because they're not selling any tickets. But um, when they allow fans to come back in there, I, I think there's going to be plenty of tickets available. <laughs> they, they won't have to worry about social. Oh, they're, off, they're they're off the map again. Themselves. They're right off yeah. the
2: map again. It's the same exact thing. Um, the, the thing about D'Angelo that concerns me too, and, and this is actually an off the court problem that concerns me about his on the court performance. He talks a really good game
1: mm-hmm.
2: as if he has played well. You know, he's, yeah. a, and, and like, I think he's a I think he's a smart dude. Um, his quotes come off as be, being very intelligent and like well thought out. Uh, but it frightens me because he's not playing well enough to talk like he talks. And you know, he does say we, so it's not just a big selfish thing, sure. but sure. he says we like he's the spokesman, and it's like, dude, you really can't be a spokesman w- when you scored four s- second half points, and then to your point, you don't play defense nearly enough, and you are ultimately a gunner? Um, it's almost like he is saying, well, I'll, I'll take the lead here for what we're doing, it, but you want to say back to him, you're not doing enough to take that lead.
1: Yeah, it's almost like he's doing it because he's the highest paid guy now. Yeah. The he's the max player, but it's like, Hey man, you gotta earn that too. You know, you get, you you have to be the best player on the court, and not just the guy that scores the most points. But you gotta play defense. You gotta make the right decisions. Um, and so that's the stuff I just you know, I just he does not play like a star when the cat's not there. I'll say that you know, and he just looks like another guy to me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you
1: know? So and you're right and, on Ant and, too. And, and, and yeah, and and now the you know the the rookie can't shoot. I mean what. You know, I, it's...
2: I've never seen a guy get to the basket as much as Ant does and not make the he's shots. He's strong.
1: Well, he doesn't finish. Yeah. Nah. He or doesn't he, finish and he thinks right, he's, he's been fouled. Getting, he's been fouled. Yeah, we're going to go through that phase where he's, um, you know, he's worrying about not getting fouled. Well, just finish, you know. Yep. And so, but he can't make a shot now. And so, I, I don't know. Um, I don't, I just don't, you know, with Towns back, obviously they're a different team and they'll win some games. But the pieces just do not fit. I
2: don't think. No, they do you? no, they don't. And and uh, d- don't forget, a week ago, Towns was there for the Memphis meltdown.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And They're still capable of doing it too. They yeah. melted down. So yeah, it, it's not a, it's not a, it's all Towns. And if Towns plays, they they win. Which I think D'Angelo tried to allude to last night. But the re- the reality is, I don't think that they have and and you know. Ryan's a young man, and he's uh, raw as far as coaching goes. But the most important thing is I don't think they have the discipline or structure to win. Um, And and so he can't even milk ugly wins because – and and I also think, you know, Cat in switching from Tibbs to Ryan, you know, Cat was tired of being yelled at and being, you know, told I'm sure that he stunk defensively, blah, blah, blah. And it's almost like like they went to such a player friendly coach that yeah. that it's been way o- overcorrected. And so I guess my question now is: so who gets in their faces? Because you've get, yeah. you've got to have a guy who gets who at least occasionally does that. Who gets in the players' faces today in practice, for instance?
1: And and you you kind of banged this drum all along um, with Saunders and. <clears throat> I saw the quote from him last night that just was alarming. Um, here it was. Uh, he, he said, I thought we started making things up defensively in terms of, let's switch this as opposed to, uh, in terms of, quote, let's switch this as opposed to stick to our solid game plan, end quote. Um, he said, you can't do that. That's not the recipe for winning. Mm-hmm. Why do you think guys are just kind of going cowboy and doing things they, you know, they want to do? Because they can get away with it. Correct. Right? Absolutely. It's because they can get away with it. I mean and that's not the first time we've heard him say that that guys just kind of veered off the game plan and start doing their own thing. It's like, Ryan, because they know they can and there's I agree with you. It's like the, I don't know that there's gonna be listening to what he's saying and having the proper uh I don't want to say fear. That's probably not the right word. But respect? I think it's respect. To, yeah, respect, fear whatever you want to say It's like mm-hmm. They venture out because they're allowed to, and they can get away with it. And I don't think that they worry about what the repercussions are. So I think that fits with what you've been saying all along. That who's going to hold these guys accountable and who's going to get after them? You know, and I just don't know that Ryan's the guy to do that.
2: All right, from the Wolves uh, to to the most exciting team in town, and of course, Chip Scoggins. I'm talking about the Twins because my <laughs> my God, when you get J hap say wild one year, we'll get to them <laughs> one year eight. Million bucks for Jay Hap. I mean, you have now filled the four or five starter spot. It's, um, if Nelson Cruz walks, is allowed to walk, I think this team deserves any and all criticism that they get.
1: Do you think that because of they struck goal with Mayeda last year that they feel that's the recipe to keep doing it that way?
2: I see Jay, I see Jay Hap more in the Rich Hill, uh, Homer Bailey replacement bin. I yeah, I think they love to get veteran. I
1: yeah, yeah,
2: I I but I I think they love to get veteran pitchers who they they who they like have watched on film, right? And they think if we just tweak this or that chip, if we just do this, it's going to be yeah. great. Uh,
1: At thirty eight,
2: man. Yeah, and look, look in the big picture. If J hap was part of of the guys that they were bringing in, I'd be like, that's absolutely fine. I don't care. My problem is right now it's their splash move. And I'm signature move, and man. I'm tired of this. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired of being told there's more to come. You don't understand. There there's more to come. All right. I'm gonna tell you what should come today. You call Nelson Cruz, mm-hmm. you say we'll give you two years, we'll give you close to fifteen mil per because you are that important. And by the way, you have seen you have shown no sign of aging and going off the cliff. We need you back. That's the yeah. call I
1: want. Yes. And uh, I, why is he not locked up? And, and I know maybe he's waiting to see, you know, if, if, with the National League and what, how many suitors, if there's twice as many suitors or whatever, but um, blow him away to where just, you know, toward he, I assume he wants to stay here and finish his career. He's had such a good run and um, is such a valuable part of the organization. You know, lock him up, get that done and i agree when it goes back to pitching that i mean it's the same old same old dud right i mean they're yes. they're not they're not going to go out and make that splash i mean i think it's abundantly clear this regime just does not believe in that that they they want to crunch the numbers and find you know and, and they're pitching has improved we have to you know you have to acknowledge that they've and improved uh, no question under, under this yes. under this regime the pitching has improved um But it's everybody, ask any fan, when you're right there, you know, from trying to go from a playoff team to that next level to where you're a legitimate contender, you know, where you're not just going to lose in the first round and not win a game. Right. You you have to upgrade and really go get that that horse that, you know, get the best available free agent on the market just once, right?
2: And he's still out there. Mm Mhm. He's still out there. But I just, I, I just, when I look at what the White Sox have, have done, and, and I know that the White Sox are one of only a handful of teams that have been aggressive um, this winter, and I get that. But when I look at what the White Sox have done, the White Sox have created separation with the Twins, when the mm-hmm. twin, when the Twins, in my mind, very much remain in the window to compete and win. Yeah. And so I get, you know, I'm just tired of the, well, you don't understand, there's more to come, which I'm sure that the team is saying. Um. Okay, but right now, the one thing that I could see, Chip, in black and white in front of me is that J-Hap, who, as you said, is darn near our age, is your marquee <laughs> signing. So, I'm, I'm tired of signing guys. And look, Cruz is a freak, but I'm tired of Rich Hill, Homer Bailey, J-Hap. I'm tired of people who basically I, I could go get the senior buffet with
1: signing. Judd, do, do you think with their rotation, they look at it as, Let's have five good to above average or above average to good starters versus let's spend money and get that true ace and just kind of feel feeling on the backside because it almost feels like they said you know you know your three or four and half is your three or four you know that's that's not bad and it's like that's true right but it would be nice to have just that kick butt stud. Number one starter up there, that you know. Yeah, the you horse. Go, when, you're when right. You play when you when you open a a uh, playoff series. You're saying, okay, we got game one, and now we just need to win game two, right? Like mm-hmm. you just feel like when you put them out there, and they just you know, it's it's almost like okay, over a long season, if we have five quality starters, that's going to win a division title for us, you know. And mm-hmm. it, but when you get in a playoff, if you don't have that. That ace, that true ace, where you can just count on them, then that's where I think that's where the frustration comes in. Is like, yes, getting to the playoffs is great. It's wonderful. But yeah. if you want to take that next step, you have to act like it, right?
2: Exactly. Yes.
1: Frustrating. And you've been, and yeah, and
2: look, I get the fact that, that the new regime has improved this team a lot, that, that they took over what was pretty much a disaster at that time, and that they've done a damn good job. But when you've lost 18 consecutive playoff games, okay, and you have a team that very well in 2021 um, should be a playoff contender and I would say should have the opportunity for sure uh, to be in the playoffs again, all right, Mm -hmm. you should move heaven and earth, whatever you have to do, to say that streak ends at 18. Like it's, it's the longest losing streak in North
1: American playoff history. And and the other thing, it's just it's not. It's too convenient to say, well, nobody's really doing anything anyway. It's just a couple of other teams that are being foolish. Well, how do you know they're being foolish? <laughs> Maybe they're just being aggressive. You know, um, it's it, just because other people aren't making things doesn't making splashy moves or being aggressive doesn't mean you can't. You know, and and I, and I understand that all these teams are trying to wait and see, you know, our fans going to be loud back in and what's their revenue going to be and all that. But there's no salary cap, Judd. And and this is, this is the time where you can really, if everybody's sitting idle, go improve your ball club like Chicago has. I mean, look how aggressive they've been. It's been, you know, imagine how that fan base feels, you know, but there's always the people come back and say, well, spending money there's no correlation between spending money and winning titles and just because you make a splash in the off season doesn't mean it's gonna you know turn into a championship sure which, and yeah okay there's no guarantees but you at least have to try right
2: well and you and you have seen for two years now against good competition in the playoffs right you have seen yeah. what your problems are you mm-hmm. you've basically been given the gift of of being presented with what your problems are and where your team needs help. And right now you're doing nothing to improve that. And I, again, I'm going to go back to this. If Nelson Cruz is allowed to walk, given what he means to to you. And we've both seen this and know it on and off the field. It's a massive miscalculation of what's going to happen internally. I think with that club, because the one thing is, Cruz deserves credit for for this. He has, in my opinion, helped Rocco every step of of the way as far as how that club operates. Um, And now you're just going to say, hey, you know what, it's slightly too much. So we'll we'll let the Padres, the White Sox, or Dodgers take him. You know, that to me is a – if they allow that to occur – You could really come down on them and say they don't really understand what they just did because this move is going to set them back some. And I really think it would.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, you you see what he provides on the field. Um, But it's it's everything. He's the the total package with, uh, you're right, I think, with kind of being the uh, Rocco's uh, conduit. Hey, conduit's a trouble. Kind of kind of it's a conduit. Conduit. Yeah, he is a conduit. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the to the clubhouse. Yep. Um, and you're not. I mean, it's not like you're talking massive bucks. I mean, it's not like you're giving him a seven year deal. I mean, this is like one or two years, right? Um, I'd go two years. Yeah, it, 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 but even that. I mean, that's fine for for the value he brings. And the other thing, you know, we talked you know, going back to the pitching, Jud. I mean, what did we see last year in that playoff series? It's almost like they they were, and probably towards the end they became so reliant on the home run ball mm-hmm. that the offense when it when it went away there was no like plan B in terms of scoring. So you better have some, you know, really good pitching. Um, so it'll be. I mean, I, I absolutely think you have to bring him back, but it'll be interesting to see if there's any kind of. I mean, how do you shift away from home runs? You know, I mean, but it just felt like they were so dependent on that. That's what Pat said that. too.
2: Racy R- R- you know, said but, the exact. Same same thing because they they basically um, they didn't look especially in two thousand twenty to meet Chip they didn't look athletic
1: like no, they they no, were basically there to no.
2: mash to mash and if they didn't mash it was like okay then I guess we're gonna start of lose that game
1: yeah it's it's and that was Patrick's it's, it's, point wait for you know it's great it's fun the year before that was awesome and was exciting and 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 like I said if you can you know if you can win that way that's great. But if that dries up, and at, at some point it, it does, and it did last year, they had nothing else. No. <laughs> there, was, there was no other way to score. And so I don't know how you address that. Maybe the athleticism part that you talked about, maybe trying to get a little more speed or get a little more, uh, you know, different way of trying to score. Mm-hmm. And not just be so dependent on that. Mm-hmm. Um, is, that is that lineup construction? Um is that hitting approach? I don't know. I don't know. I think you probably have to look at everything, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And problem two is, is this, Chip, your bullpen. May is gone. Yes. Clipper's yeah. probably gone. Romo is probably gone. Whistler, who you didn't expect much from and then had what turned into a pretty nice season for you, he's gone. And we all we all know that uh, if there's a doubt that Rocco is going to yank his starter. So my next question becomes (laughs) bullpen wise. And I think they picked up if I want to say I want to say off the top of my head, I think they picked up two guys um, who I didn't know much about. But the point being is that bullpen was pretty damn good. Is that bull? Are you going to go back and re-sign some guys? Are you going to just go from scratch? I I mean, you you've got some decent components, um, yeah. But we but we know we know Chipper that when that when a guy goes five, that's basically it. And so, are you going to have the bullpen depth that you did this past year to comfortably go to the pen, or are we going to have to basically sweat it until you you get to let's say uh, Duffy in the eighth inning or something like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously, bringing back Duffy and Rogers, that's, that's a pretty good start there, but, um, you know, they had guys that, uh, I really liked. May. I thought he was, you know, an important part of it, and now he's gone. Mm-hmm. You're basically going to be relying on, you know, uh, veterans or, or young guys that are in not really stressful roles and, and kind of some unknowns, probably, and, and hoping they come through, but I mean, you know, I think Duffy's really good. Rodgers obviously he had his issues last year, but I think still think he's, you know, um a guy you can count on. Um but it, but they're gonna have to yeah, that that's an area that's gonna have to come together. I mean, you're gonna have to kind of piece that together early on, um to see what guys can do and what roles and different things. So that that might be a kind of a moving parts type of thing as the season goes along and it's I mean, when you look at this team just on paper right now, I mean, and you look at White Sox, would you say White Sox are are the clear uh, front runner in in the division? Yeah, by about five or six games, to be honest with you. I think so too. I mean, I think so too. Um, I I still think that you know, the Twins can be a playoff team. You know, I still I still like a lot of their lineup, but um, you will be counting on some guys that had regression, seeing if they bounce back you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, a couple new faces in there with Andy gone. And so, um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, just a lack of activity and the lack of really doing anything is just kind of a buzzkill, man.
2: Oh, you for know? baseball,
1: it's huge. Yeah.
2: Yep. It's We still don't know the playoff format from a league standpoint. <laughs> we still don't know if, if they're going to go back to the pandemic format or go back to what the, the three division champs and then two Wildcards. After that, we
1: we're yeah, sitting here. Gonna, it's almost we, February. We don't know. Do we even know when they're going to report? No, we don't know that. I mean, that's the thing. Like normally, by the end of January, February, you, you're starting to eyeball it a little bit and saying, "Okay, three weeks, whatever." Yep. they report, and I'm guessing it's going to get pushed back a month or so. Right? That, this seems kind of,
2: They claim it's not going to, but I think you're right.
1: Well, we better you know put the foot on the gas here. We don't know the rules yet.
2: We don't know if there's going to be a DH in the National League. If there's not, we have no idea yet. It's it's ridiculous. But I it's when we talk about the playoffs, like I I think the Twins are for sure a playoff team if we go back to what they used in 2020. If we go back to what they used in 2019, I think they're a playoff team, but I'm not, you know, as certain that they couldn't get beat out by a team from like the East or the West or something. I don't know. So yeah, if one the buzzkill yeah. fa- buzz factor to me as a baseball fan, both as a person that follows the Twins and then more importantly, the entire league, the buzzkill factor outside of what the Padres, the Mets, uh, the White Sox, and uh, uh, Toronto is just huge. And
1: this has been what three years now where the Hot Stove league has basically been nothing, just kind of a big, you know, waiting game. Um, or is this the second year? No, it? it's the third. The third. It's at least the third. And that's because this new regime of, of baseball executives are just kind of saying out of hell with it. We're not going to sign veterans to these big deals. We're just going to be, because uh, it was, was it, yeah, it was, it was three seasons ago where the, Twins at the last minute brought in, what, the Landsland and all those guys that didn't get deals. and yep. Yeah. Um, so this would be the third year where it's really just kind of been, Remember how great the hot school league used to be? In oh, when we was, oh, when we <laughs> were kids?
2: It was, when we like... were kids, winter meet meetings were an absolute highlight.
1: Yeah. They and were it, a highlight. We were kids. I mean, it wasn't too long ago where they were the highlight, where you go down there it and you great. knew there would be big deals that happen now. It's just like. Loved it six weeks of winter. (laughs) No, just sitting around doing nothing. I hate it.
2: And guys sit there. And the one thing is I I do think that, and this is not a good thing. I think we're going to have a bunch of teams uh, try and get available players. Once spring training does start on the absolute cheap, right? Oh, sure. Like they're like, and part of the problem is baseball can't make up its mind for what its rules are going to be. I'm sure a, a lot of teams don't know if, they can at least to start the season, have fans in their stadium and all that. Uh, so there's probably a huge fear about the fact that they are going to again uh, have to bite the bullet when it comes to how much cash they can take in. But as a fan, I have never – I don't remember the last time that we almost got to uh, fe- February and I was this unexcited for a season to start, Chip.
1: Well, yeah, it's just because you – I mean, that's part of every sports off-season whether it's the draft or free agency part of the, the excitement level comes just from new players and, you know, how they fit and, you know, and when there's just, there's no movement anywhere across the league really, except for a few teams, yep. it's just kind of like a big yawn, you know, and you, you want your, you know, if you're a fan, you want your team to get better and it's only on paper, but it, you know, in your mind, you think they're getting better in the off season with, with free agency, and when they really don't do anything, it yeah, it's you know it's hard to get excited for that
2: how about them wild chipscoggins take that yeah. California, take that yeah, the ducks, take that kings. how about so, that club?
1: Ducks and kings? I think most people thought they would finish below the wild right and the sharks the, too the preseason, yeah preseason predictions, yeah, so. thank you,
2: mr killjoy,
1: yeah, uh they're not no, good i, I like I like um you probably don't like a lot of the way they went about winning two goals <laughs> in the first two games, but um, it just seems like they have more depth and options now. Right. Um, the lack of a center is killing them. They got to get a center. Um, so is Rossi available to come at all this year or no? Is he he is, for the year?
2: he is, but he's, uh, well, actually I don't, I don't know what, what the um, upper body injury is exactly. So I don't yeah. know when he would be back, but once he can come back, he he can play and then they have six games in oh, which he the
1: game audition. He can out.
2: have six games and then I I think it's at that point that contractually they either have to keep him and burn a year of his rookie contract, or he can go back to Austria where he was playing previously or sure. or juniors in Canada if they if and when they start.
1: Yeah, and I, I wasn't sure if the six game started like when he first when he made No, he played in those six in games. Year yeah yeah and I don't know that they would even mess with it this year um or just give him a year more playing pro ball in europe um but hey, you come back with with three wins, and I don't you know they're obviously have their their flaws you know um they need a sit in the worst way in the power play finally scored last night, but um <laughs> they got a cheap goal, come on. But they, you know, they find a way, Judd. I mean, they found a way. It's a good start. And you just,
2: Uh, and Chip, you you just phrased it perfectly. Think about previous teams and the makeup of of those teams. mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they wouldn't have done their furious rally thing to win, but I am saying that you didn't think of those teams as they found a way to win. I think Bill Guerin's done a very good job of building a roster that includes guys who can do exactly that, who can yeah. who apply themselves. And, and just as far as, and I'm not talking about personalities off the ice, but I am talking about on the ice, the personality is not one that I think causes fans to despise them, which I would argue there were previous wild teams with the personality on the ice of you basically just said, bleep them.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And I do, I do like, you know, some of the new leadership that they have mm-hmm. and, and just uh you know kind of personality have. I, I do want to see this team um you know play the Colorados, play the Vegas to kind of really uh highlight just where their weaknesses are and I mean we know what they are. But it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see them play, you know, kind of the, the top teams just as a as a as a barometer, as a measuring stick to just kind of see, okay, we're, we're you know, we know they can beat the teams that aren't supposedly very good, um, but when you play, like, you know, those the Colorado on Vegas and St. Louis, just, you know, how do they stack up with those teams? See where, you know, kind of where they're at there. That, that'll that be fun to see um, Absolutely, where they're at. But, yeah, your hunch, does Rossi make his debut this year or no?
2: My hunch is yes. And
1: stay, and stay.
2: Oh, um, I'm going to say – if he looks halfway decent, yes. Because I mean, you're you're right. They don't they they don't have a top two center. They don't have one. Benino yeah. is a third line guy. Eck should Ek should, is, Ek should bump up line. now. But he yeah. ideally is he ideally is playing where he should. Bukestad third or fourth line. Benino same thing. So um, rask. I, I'm all oh, Rask. I'm going to say because of circumstances that that. Rossi does play, but I told Dex this too. I don't want I don't want you to feel that that he has to be forced to the first line because unlike Kaprizov, he's a kid, and you don't want to screw him up. So, so what I am really anxious to see, I can't wait to see Kaprizov against the top teams, the Colorados, the -hmm. Blues, the Knights. That's going to be fun because because those teams are going to challenge him, and I think that he has the talent. To play with with and against those teams, and that to me is going to be a really good test to see exactly how how much the kid thrives when challenged, which I think will be pleased about. That's my guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, his play's been. I mean, obviously, he had some great start and had some really nice passes, but it's been kind of uneven. I would think, right? Uh, which you would expect. Um, but man, he's he he is that type of player, though. Judd, like you notice when he jumps on the ice for a shift, right? I always find myself looking for his number and, and watching him.
0: Yes. Because
1: um, he just has that, even more so than Fiala for me, and I'm not the hardcore hockey fan like others. It's, it's uh, I'm probably more casual than than the diehards, but he kind of has that uh, talent for me that I would pay extra attention when he's on the ice just kind of because you expect – kind of like the same way I felt when, when Gabrick was here. Like, you would yes. – your eyes are trained to him to just kind of watch him and see what he's doing.
2: He's I the best know. player on this team. I yeah. think,
1: uh, well, skilled probably. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. F- Fiala's game, um, on, on Wednesday night against the ducks concerned me a bit. He, he ha- has, yet to get a point and he's got a ton of shots, uh, going into that game. So it's not like he hadn't been present or playing hard. Uh, but I felt, in the win against the Ducks on Wednesday that he, I don't know if he was frustrated or what, but Chip, I'm going to go back to the key thing. You've got a problem when, when you're playing Kaprizov and Fiala on lines where the skill is not close to them. Doesn't and match yeah. In fact, I tweeted last night, I said, because the goal that won the game was Eck on a feed. It was Kaprizov who cycled the puck to Greenway who passed to Eck who scored uh and I said given what I saw I would put Kaprizov on the right of that line and take Folino and put him on the right of Rask and Parisi, because I mm-hmm. do I think that having Fiala or Kaprizov play with Rask is hockey malpractice yeah it's not fair to them they Rask is at best a fourth line guy sure and they think well he's responsible and a veteran but watch him. He's behind the play constantly, and Parise, mm-hmm. and Parisi still works his ass off. But, I mean, yeah. Zach ain't exactly Zach of five years back. So I would give at least Kaprizov a chance to play on a line with two younger players who I think have, have a chance to be my future as opposed to Rask and Parisi. And Felino is going to work. I don't care who you, you put him with. So I would actually at least try the third line of being – Rask Parisi Felino, which I think would work hard and would make more sense
1: and it, it seems like Edison he's open to juggling these lines too, right? I mean it seems like not as much as I would like,
2: but he definitely is, yes
1: I mean, we're four games in, and we've seen yep. you know Rask went up to he had a good period, so he jumped out and played with with uh with the off, and so I think he's probably with a condensed camp. He's probably still tinkering and trying to figure this out too but you're right your your initial point is is correct when you have two you know elite goal scorers and guys that um have that kind of talent, you don't want them getting frustrated because they're playing with far you know lesser talent they can't draw that out you know can't uh you know set them up and 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 really be playmakers for them exactly. so but that's you know this this roster obviously. Bill Garrett still has a lot of work to do to get uh, that center position fixed. And, you know, hopefully Rafi is one piece of that, but they, they definitely have to keep trying to find another center. Yes, they, right. do. They, yes they do.
2: Yes, they do. It's it like, a, like a
1: sore thumb, yeah. It,
2: it's the same as the uh, the ace uh, bulldog pitcher that we talked about that the Twins mm-hmm. need so badly. It's exactly like that. Last thing, sir, conference championship games in football. Who do you got mm-hmm. this weekend?
1: Well, I'm if if Mahomes is playing, I'll say them. I'll say Chiefs. Okay. Uh, Looked like he was practicing today, so I assume he's going to play. But uh, if he doesn't, then obviously I'll go with Buffalo. I think it was going to be close, though. I think that's going to be a shootout and be close.
2: Stephon Diggs, um, big game, maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I wouldn't be surprised um, either way on that one. I, I think Buffalo's good, and um, but I, I'd always I'm always going to give the nod to Mahomes at home there. Uh, and I I just think the Packers. I think they're I think they're better than. Tampa I, was, I, I felt like for the last 6 weeks that they were the best team in the NFC and I don't I don't see that change. I, I would be surprised if Tampa went went up there and won. So I think it's going to be uh Kansas City Green Bay which I think a lot of people thought a month ago or 2 months ago what well, it be. How about you, buddy?
2: Um I'm going to go Green Bay and Casey I cuz if Mahomes d- does not play, I will probably be as shocked as I've ever been in all of sports. Like yeah. he's playing. He's going to play. Mm-hmm and, if he's and
1: practicing right now he's going to play. And
2: yeah. if he plays and if he plays, I like the Bills and they're a great story and they're a damn good team, but I don't see how how you beat the Chiefs at home. I just don't see it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you think I think Green Bay big actually. I just, yeah. I just think they're I just think they're uh, Tampa I just I you know now I think they're playing better than what they were earlier in the year with their offense, but I just I think Green Bay is they look really good right now, and the way Rogers is playing. I just I couldn't go against them. I mean, he's that offense is really good right now. So, um, yeah, that'd be a heck of a that'd be a heck of a Super Bowl. Oh, it'd be fun. Uh, Mahomes and Rodgers, that'd be that'd be a hell of a matchup. Lots of fun. All
2: right, man. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you next week, Chips Goggins.
0: All right, buddy. All right, take care. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.